When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Badger fans, and welcome to another edition of Bucky's Fifth Podcast. As always, Tyler Hunt and Matt Bells here covering everything Wisconsin athletics. On today's show, we'll talk about a little bit of football news, and then we'll get into the Badgers' win at uh, at Rutgers this past weekend. A nice revenge spot victory for them as they get ready for an even bigger contest on Tuesday. They took care of business this past weekend, and now that sets up a massive game with Purdue Tuesday evening. Win, and they clinch the Big Ten. Lose, and it gets a little bit dicier, but still in a good position. But obviously a huge contest for them as they look to finish out the season on a high note and what's been a, a just a remarkable season of Wisconsin basketball. We're sitting here talking about a uh, regular season Big Ten title well within their grasp as they can take care of some business here down the stretch. Uh, so we'll talk about all that, talk about all the implications, kind of give you guys a little bit of preview before Tuesday, and then we'll get you guys out of here. Matt, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. You excited to talk about this game? But before we do that, let's go ahead and talk some brief football news. We did notice yesterday, or a couple over the weekend, I should say, um, that UW has put up a posting for an offensive assistant coach. Of course, uh, about a week ago, they put up one for a defensive coach. We talked about that on the last couple episodes, but now an offensive one. Likely, I know we were talking before the show, likely kind of coincides with, of course, the situation with Gary Brown. We've talked about it a couple times now, dealing with some health issues. Not sure if he's going to be ready to go for the regular season and, and into spring football and into fall camp. So that's likely the spot that it looks like it's going to get going to be um, addressed that with. But what did you think of, of that posting? And, and do you think that's kind of the wheels are in motion for um, that entire situation? Yeah, I mean, you got to feel for Gary Brown. He kind of can't catch a break. He's been dealing with health concerns the really the past like five years or so. And so um, last year it was nice to have him on staff. He he brings a ton of energy um, and experience. I, I know the players love him, but um, hopefully, I mean, at this point, the number one concern is just his health, and hopefully, he can get back to to full strength and be around the program in some capacity come say fall um, or the spring, but. But for the immediate future, I, I think for Wisconsin, they, they've got to find somebody to kind of fill this. And it's, once again, another um, spot of turnover on, on the staff. A lot of moving pieces here. I, I think it makes sense, given kind of the, the year they had last year on offense where they needed kind of a new um, jolt of energy. I just don't think running back was a spot because you saw plenty of development there. You saw uh, so, some, some guys kind of emerge, and uh, I think that – kind of talks volumes to, about the the way that Gary Brown coached those guys. But I, I a lot of big shoes to fill here. Um, every time Wisconsin's brought in a running back coach, they kind of go on 
and, and do big things. I mean, you've got Thomas Hammock, who who is now the head coach at, at Northern Illinois. You've got Thomas Brown, who who's now interviewing for the Vikings offensive coordinator job. Um, you you've got uh, um, John Settle, who is is now the, you know kind of almost second in command on offense for Kentucky. So this is a, a, a good job that that has uh, plenty of movement in the coaching space. And I would imagine that the Badgers are going to have quite a few uh, suitors. It's, and so many that I, I, I think it's going to be a hard time guessing who it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be somebody that necessarily has um, those immediate ties to the program. I, I just, I think they're going to be able to bring in somebody a little bit higher caliber, though this is a little bit late in the process. Yeah, I think that's the interesting part is, is how late it is. And, of course, the situation with Gary Brown is probably ever-changing, but uh, we certainly wish him the best. It's just an unfortunate um, situation for him. He's going to got this battle back and battled through so much, and you hope that he'd be ready to go. And in this past season, clearly had an impact on, on the running back room. Very well-spoken guy. Seems like a very uh, – you know, I know he spent a lot of time at the pro level, but he seemed like a great – position coach for for young men to kind of follow and, and listen to. So certainly unfortunate. I hope he gets uh, back to full health. But in the meantime, who Wisconsin goes out and get is certainly a, a situation to keep an eye on because, like you said, there's there's high caliber. It's a very sought-after position to be the running backs coach of Wisconsin or the assistant, whatever title you want to call it, coaching the running back room. Um, is certainly, a, a I think, a, a, a position that would attract a lot of people, but it is very late in the game when you're looking at You've already kind of been shuffling the staff here now. You thought you had some sort of settlement, but you knew that was kind of a situation always in the in the background that way. So where Wisconsin ends up um, and in who ends up being, you know, that new assistant coach they bring on is certainly going to be a fascinating one to watch for. Absolutely. All right. Now, well, let's go ahead and transition over to basketball now. Uh, we've got plenty to talk about there. Wisconsin goes into Rutgers, into the rack. I know it's got a new name now, Jersey Mike's Arena or something like that. Um, <laughs> exact some revenge from a couple weeks ago when Rutgers won at the Kohl Center, kind of switched back and forth there. Now Wisconsin sets up a really nice situation for them in terms of the Big Ten standings. We'll get into that at the end. We're talking about this Rutgers game specifically. I think a few big things stood out. And the last time they played Rutgers down the stretch, Wisconsin, it was a very winnable game. They had the situation right there. Could not buy a bucket the last four or five minutes of that contest. Kind of rolls reversed this time around. Wisconsin was able to close it out. Their big men played well. Johnny Davis did his thing. Uh, but what really stood out to you in this Rutgers contest? The way Wisconsin just kind of controlled it throughout. It was it was a game where from the start to finish, it, it seemed like this was Wisconsin's game. I mean, Rutgers only led the game for 49 seconds. Wisconsin leading for over 37 and a, or about 37 and a half minutes. So I, I thought that was really the story, that Wisconsin was able to go into a hostile place that, I mean, Rutgers has beaten the better teams in this conference at home. They have a really good home record, and Wisconsin was able to go in and, and take care of business in a game that they absolutely needed. Um, now have won four in a row. Um, they kept their streak going of winning games decided by within six points, but Really, I thought oh, this was a really good team effort. I thought Wisconsin's backcourt once again stepped up big. You got Johnny Davis, Chucky Hepburn, Brad Davis, and I thought those three were specifically um, the story on offense to, to be able to kind of claw them to the win. I mean, Johnny Davis didn't shoot the ball well, but he got to the free throw line. He finished there. He did a little bit of everything that you needed 
um, for him. But, but man, it was just a huge win, and um, credit to them. They just continue to find ways to win in, in these big games. And, um, you know, if Greg Gard is not the Big Ten Coach of the Year, um, then the award should be thrown out because he deserves that award. This is a team that has gone from, you know, 10th, projected to be 10th in the conference, dealing with turmoil in the offseason due to the Alondo Tucker experience to, to come to where they are now. And um, that, it's just a hell of a coaching job. And, and you see the development of some of these guys. I mean, Chucky Hepburn specifically jumped out. That was his, my, in my opinion, his best game of the year. Led the team with a plus minus of 13. Nobody else was even close to double figures. Um, and, and 13 points, five assists, two steals. Um, added a couple rebounds, and, and he just came up with some huge shots when he needed to. So that was the Chucky Hepburn game in my eyes. Johnny Davis will get a lot of the story because he had 19 points and, and, and did some nice things, including some, some really pretty ball um, plays. But, man, Chucky Hepburn stepped up huge in this game. Yeah, I mean, once again, you look at the situation. Johnny Davis is a guy that's going to go out and, and most of the time get his and, and be the storyline because, you know, he leaves the team points and, and he's – by far and away their best player, their go-to guy. But when these guys around them, like Chucky Hepburn, like last game with Stephen Crowell, when these guys that aren't your, you know, aren't your go-to guys, still really good starters that have played really good basketball, they're not the guys that you necessarily play through all the time. When they step up and have these type of games, I think not only does it make you know, them, you see the progression of their career, but also you look at them and go, man, all of a sudden you've got a couple options that if Johnny Davis is struggling, if they're really you know defensively, you know, getting two guys on him, you know, making sure to, to kind of slow him down. They, Wisconsin has other options to go to because I know Brad Davidson's kind of had an up-and-down season, still been the leader of this team. Tyler Wald is a little bit of everything. But when you've got those other two, Crowell and Hepper, and playing the way that they can and, and really progressing from, you know, early season freshmen to all of a sudden established starters in the Big Ten that are, you know, a game away from clinching the Big Ten title, you've seen just how good these guys can be and how big of a difference it is. When you've got those two as threats, on the offensive end, and, and Chucky Hepburn really defensively has played phenomenal most of the season. That's the one area of his game that's been, I mean, you can talk about the offense sometimes up and down early in the season, a struggle and shoot. His defense has been there the entire year, and it's been huge for this team. So I agree. He was the storyline. I know, like I said, Johnny Davis is going to get most of the attention, and rightfully so. He's He's been a, a player of the year candidate all season for a reason. But Chucky Hepburn was phenomenal in this contest. Even Crowell was good in this contest. And then those two are playing well. It really elevates the team to a different level. Yeah, and it, and it was nice to see not only Davison but also um, um, Chucky Hepburn hitting threes. That's this team has been kind of up and down um, with the three pointer, but they shot forty five percent, nine of twenty in this game, and that was that was the story. Like it, other than them kind of controlling this game, they they shot the ball really well from three. Um, I mean, looking back at that Rutgers game the first time, Rutgers just hit every jumper. Every contested jumper went their way. Um, but you look at, like, a guy like Mulcahy, he was minus 12 and plus minus. He only had seven points. Um, and, and he killed the Badgers in the second half last last game. Um, I, I thought Wisconsin did a lot of nice things to kind of turn the, every storyline that hurt them last game into um, positives for them this game. And um, I, I thought it was just a phenomenal performance. Uh, they held Rutgers to only 23.5% from three. Um, Rutgers isn't necessarily a great three-point shooting team 
normally. But that was that was a, a huge part of this game. Was Wisconsin shot the three ball well? Rutgers did not, and and Wisconsin, like I said, just was able to kind of take control of this game early and, and just kind of ride that. Um, the second half, Rutgers outscored them, but Wisconsin did enough in that first half to separate themselves. And when it came down to the the late stretch. They found a way. They they hit the big shots. They made the big plays um, that they weren't able to do against Rutgers the first time around, and um, that's a mark of a team that uh, is playing well together, understands um, themselves, and is, and is learning. Like they continue to learn. Like it's crazy to think that other than Brad Davis and you have a, a, a group of guys, I guess, and you could say Chris Bogues, who's who's your your transfer in, that haven't necessarily played a ton of basketball. Johnny Davis is still a sophomore. Tyler Wells a junior, but he he started immediately as a freshman. Stephen Crowell is a sophomore, right? Like this is a very young team that continues to grow, and they're peaking at the right time, winning four in a row. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at this was a situation where you certainly had the revenge factor in play uh, from from a couple weeks ago with Rutgers coming into the Cole Center and and knocking you off. But you also had a situation where a lot of teams would would look at this game and maybe look ahead to the next one. You've got a huge contest with Purdue on Tuesday. Wisconsin, you know, a lot of teams could certainly get caught in a trap game on the road. Rutgers, the rack is a very tough place to play. I mean, when teams go in there, it's just uh, chaos a lot of the time. And, and when you've got that situation, it's very fair to assume a lot of teams could could fall on their fall on their face and, and obviously in a situation where Tuesday becomes even bigger. But Wisconsin and and again, kudos to Greg Gard. I totally agree with your your sentiment earlier. If if he's not the coach of the year, something's wrong uh, with that award. But for them to go in and, and stay focused on this game, not look ahead to that Tuesday contest and, and do do enough to win this game is is certainly huge for this team. So it, once again, they're winning these tight games and yeah, the record in this tight games is is Certainly eye-popping that they've played so many tight ones, but I think that's a mark of a good team, and I think that will be really good for them um, late in the season. You're going into, you know, now the Big Ten tournament just here in, in a couple weeks. You'll have the uh, the big dance in March Madness. This team has played a lot of tough, tight games down to the wire and found ways to win. So if you're going into a situation, hostile environment in the NCAA tournament, and you're playing a late game, you know, t- tight ball game with four minutes left, Wisconsin has shown that they have found the ability to win those games. So I'm really excited to see what they can do in March, but certainly you've also got to take care of business the rest of this Big Ten uh, regular season. Yeah, I mean, they've won six of their last seven games, but this Purdue game is is absolutely monstrous. Like, they're they're doing the whiteout. It's going to be on ESPN at 8 o'clock. Like, it is, it is pulling out all the stops here because you've got the top two teams in the Big Ten vying for – a title, um, and this is a game that if Wisconsin wins it, they control their own destiny right now. Like they win this game, and and they're they're going to be champs in either a either partial champs or they're going to be for sure the the lone standing Big Ten champion, which is which is crazy to think from the beginning of the season and and expectations coming in, but. But this is this is about as big of a game as as I can imagine. I mean, I remember I was there for um, the Duke game when when they came in. That was a, a big game. You've got um, Illinois when you know back early two thousands. I, I was at that game as well. I I was younger um, then, but it was uh, I went with a friend, and that was that was probably still my favorite Badger game that I've been at because it was just such a cool experience and you know being. I think it was like 13, uh, you know, that was just kind of set, set it apart. But 
this is this is a this is a mammoth game and, and by far the biggest game in in probably Greg Gard's coaching career. I, I think that that you know I know that that's saying a lot, but this is a huge game for the, the Badgers and and one that can definitely send a message not only um, to the Big Ten but also to the selection committee, which I think is is really who you're speaking to now if you're the Badgers. You you've gone ahead and and put yourself in the limelight. Now it's about um, making that that final um, stand and, and showing, hey, this is a team that could be a one or two seed, um, whereas, I, you know, leading into the this past week, it was the talk was maybe a four seed, right, like three, four seed. I, I think you, you win against Purdue, and, and you're looking at probably a, a really good um, talking point to be a one seed, um, especially after uh, nearly everybody in the top ten dropped last week uh, and the Badgers won. Yeah, yeah, that was a wild weekend of college basketball in Wisconsin. It was, it was thankfully um, a situation where they did pick up a victory. And now, yeah, you're setting up yourself. If, if you can pick up another victory against Purdue, that's two wins that could go up against any wins uh, across the entire country. So it's certainly going to be a, a big game for that right positioning. Yeah, if you win that, you're likely looking at an established two seed versus, I think, yeah, the updates that uh, that we wrote up in our Bractology post last week was everyone had ahead of a three seed. Um, some projecting a four, so to be able to jump up into that uh, that two seed range is huge and, and much more favorable a spot for you as you move forward in the NCAA tournament. But right now, I mean, you're looking at a game that if if you can come away with victory, it, it's huge for Big Ten implications, it's but huge for postseason implications, and and really should be a a fun contest. You think back to that first time they played was very early in the season, very early in the Big Ten season, um, but of course that was kind of the, the the, the big party for Jonathan Davis. He had played some phenomenal games early in that game, but 37 points in the first time around, 14 rebounds, just was an animal all over the court in that contest and, and really was the big difference maker. I mean, Brad Davison in that first contest had 15, but those two were the only two in double figures for the entire game. So you're talking about, you know, Wall, Crowell, Chucky Hepper, and he only got a little bit of production from them, and those guys have all started to play better. So certainly there's going to be more attention on Johnny Davis this time around, but I think Wisconsin comes into this game as better a better team overall than where they were even in that first time around. So I think you're in a situation where the Wisconsin Badgers can really come out and, and make a statement, as you mentioned, that, hey, we're, we're not just one player. We're not just one guy that plays really well. We're an established team, and, and we can go toe-to-toe with anyone, which we've seen with them do already time and time again. But I think uh, a lot of the national eyes and spotlight will be on a Tuesday night. So it would be really nice for Wisconsin to come out and – and play the way they have all season long. Yeah, and, um, you know, you, you mentioned the Badgers have gotten better. So it's Jaden Ivey, though, for Purdue. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a guy who has come on as the season um, has has continued. And uh, he's a guy who really struggled uh, against the Badgers the last time. I, I thought Wisconsin really locked him down. He only had 14 points. He averages close to 20 a game. So he's a guy to watch. Uh, obviously, Zach Eady, um, the seven-foot nine or whatever he is. Um, I'd want to say he's 7'3", but um, let's go with dramatic effect because he towers over everybody. Um, and Wisconsin's going to have their work cut out for him and Travion Williams still, but I think the guy to watch for in this one is 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 Ivy just because uh, he, he has been playing really good basketball here uh, in Big Ten play. And somebody that really – there's going to be a whole host of pro prospects or uh, um, scouts at this game looking to try to see – both Ivy and and Johnny Davis going toe to toe, and uh, hopefully Wisconsin and, and Davis can can win that battle out. 
Yeah, it should be a, a phenomenal one to watch. That'll be Tuesday evening um, for you guys working on ESPN, part of uh, Super Tuesday, and it should be a huge contest for the Badgers. Win, clinch at least a share of the Big Ten title, and if you hopefully close it out as your lone Big Ten title winner, but uh, you lose, and, and there's certainly other situations in play, but it's hopeful that Wisconsin can come out Tuesday night in a whiteout, 8 p.m., and, and really take care of business, because I think it'd be much more, I mean, it, it's phenomenal to even be in the conversation for the share of the Big Ten, that's great, but to come out and have a situation where you can go from being picked 10th in the conference to winning it outright, I think would be an even cooler story. So we'll see if they can take care of business on Tuesday, and then of course, you got Nebraska to finish things off, but that's the program where you've got to feel comfortable about winning it. So this is a, a massive game, no matter no matter which way you try to spin it, for both teams, for the Big Ten, the, for the national landscape, everything that you could put in there, it's going to be a, a really fun contest Tuesday evening at the Cole Center. For sure. All right. Before we get out of here, we got a little bit of news to touch on. So, Matt, I'll go ahead and give you the floor. Um, anything you want to tell our uh, our listeners? Yeah, so um, it's it's been a kind of a, a wild ride here this past week or two. Um, got some moving pieces going on, but I uh, I uh, wanted to say that this will be my last podcast with uh, Bucky's fifth quarter. Um, it's been it's been awesome to to be able to to sit down for an hour, um, you know, twice a week with you, Tyler. Um, it's meant a lot. I've kind of found a, a great friend um, and and learned a ton and it's been a very cool experience to get to kind of grow our uh, our podcast and I hope all of you who listen continue to listen to the podcast um, Tyler is going to do great things and um, but I another opportunity came up for me and um, I'll talk more about that later on in the week uh, but for now, this is going to be my last podcast, which is is kind of bittersweet. Um, at least the Badgers are, are winning big basketball games. So we can talk about it um, and and be excited about everything. But it's uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not like forever going to be away from Wisconsin sports. It's it's um, I, I'm just going to be maybe doing it for a different outlet. So um, I'm I'm excited for everything. It's it's a really cool opportunity, but it's it's definitely was a, a tough decision and I'm uh, definitely going to miss hopping on the podcast and I hope that you'll you'll have me from time to time Tyler uh, moving forward because I, I would love to to come back on and and uh, riff with you oh yeah yeah well, you're certainly welcome anytime but yeah it's been a it's been a a really fun run it's been what I think uh, I was just looking before we started I think 200 this is our 251st episode we took over Episode 83, I believe. Um, so we're at you know, this one that's coming out will be 334. So you're looking at quite a you know, quite a run here, and you're talking about an hour. That's like 200 hours of us just kind of chatting away every week. So it's been um, an incredibly fun time. And as you mentioned, everything you said, you know, established a great friend. You're, <laughs> I was saying to Lexi, my girlfriend here, that you know, aside from her and, and a couple of her friends with a chat with Matt and I are the one I I probably talk most face to face or through a microphone with Matt more than anybody else uh, every <laughs> week. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's crazy to see where we've taken this thing from just kind of you and I never doing a podcast before to, to now all of a sudden hopping on every week with really not a lot of prep or, or pregame you know, notes or anything, just kind of hopping on and, and winging it and putting together, I think, a, a pretty good product. So anyone who's listened um, to the both of us uh, over this run, it's been a lot of fun. As for the future of this, we hope, yeah, as you mentioned, I hope you still listen. 
we're kind of just going to patch it together until the end of basketball season. Then we're going to maybe figure out the, the future of this podcast, but it'll still be coming out in, in some way, shape, or form. But this this podcast wouldn't still be going, wouldn't be a, a thing without uh, Matt's contribution. So I wanted to say thank you for uh, everything you've done for this podcast. It's been hopefully you guys listeners have, have had a ton of fun too, because I know both of us have had a, a great time doing it. Yeah, and thank you, Tyler. Uh, I owe a ton to you. I know you've been doing a lot of the legwork in terms of publishing and everything. So, um, you know, stick around. He's going to do some great things. And um, I'm excited for the, the the next adventure for me. But it's definitely exciting times that uh, I'm, I'm going to miss um, the, this community that we, we've kind of built. And I, I hope that you still stick around and, and uh, follow me uh, and my next adventure, too, which is, is going to be a ton of fun, but it's it's definitely going to be different. So um, thank you, everyone who listens, and uh, I hope you have a great day and hopefully are able to cheer loud and, and bring the Badgers a W uh, against Purdue here. All right. I think that's a fitting end. So, yes, thank you, guys. Make sure you'll, you'll as you, as Matt mentioned, you'll, you'll see him around still. He won't be far away, and he'll certainly be back on the pod uh, at some point. We have no uh, rips with having other people back on, and, and like I said, we wouldn't have got the podcast at this point without his contributions and him being um, a huge part of this uh, this co-host team. So, Badger fans, as always, thank you guys for listening this entire time. Uh, we will be back. I will be back with you sometime later this week. We'll recap the Purdue game, how we're going to go about it. Still kind of moving pieces, but we're still going to bring you uh, some basketball that way. Um, and make sure to check out Matt as new endeavors when he announces all of that. But as always, guys, thank you for listening on Wisconsin. Thank you.